I'm bulletproof, nothing to lose. Fire away, fire away. Ricochet, you take your aim. Fire away, fire away. <laughs> oh my goodness, that of course is the great David Gitta with the delightful Sia, who I once saw perform in a garage. And if it's, uh, what a high muttered under my breath as Stacy Chan fumbled for the door open button on the elevator just as I was approaching, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And all, friends, uh, we had one good spring day the other day uh, amongst a lot of dreary ones. It's really it's really a, a mess out there, but it was bright enough that I took baby Pepsi to the local park, or as I call it, guys in ball caps not talking to one another. <laughs> but we had a good time. She has strong legs, folks, which I attribute to her Cherokee heritage. My goodness, she is strong and fast. You know, have you been to LaGuardia Airport lately? What a what a fantastic place that is. Sometimes I don't even go in. I'll just go there if I want to drive around in circles. <laughs> I mean, they ought to call it La Circular. I just have so much fun, and it's not frustrating at all. I think what two things I would say, because I'm always looking for ways to improve the experience, would be more circles and fewer signs. <laughs> I think that would help everybody out a lot over there. Great place, and uh, uh, happy to uh, spend a little bit of time there today before the rains uh, come again. Of course, I, I now, folks, I'm very upset. I, I missed the supermoon, because here in New York, we had super cloud, and uh, <laughs> it was just all, it just looked like, a, it was like fireworks in San Francisco, you know, just, oh, there's colored fog lighting up the sky. This looked like it seemed very bright, but it just seemed like a bright could have been a street lamp, for all I know. Uh, and boy, don't you enjoy all these new weather terms. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all the things that people are using. Supermoon and thunder, snow, slushmageddon, tornado swarms. The last one, I think, is is really been around for a little bit. But, uh, you know, the jury's still out on climate science. But I tell you, as a boy, we had rain, snow, sleet, and hail. That's it. Just... <laughs> Force of nothing else. Uh, we're certainly getting more enthusiastic. Uh, now, uh, you know that I don't like to kiss and tell, which is easy uh, since my dating life resembles that of a monk. Uh, but <laughs> we've been having such fun at the live shows, and often a bunch of uh, fans take me out for a drink afterwards. It's a wonderful tradition that I hope continues uh, buying me a drink. And this last time, we snuck on over to uh, one of my favorites right there on the Gowanus, the Canal Bar. And uh, I take it was hard to keep my attention on what the people were saying. A lot of them were coming up to me and saying, Dale, what a terrific job. My goodness, you got to get some kind of television program or you got to be on uh, one of these uh, major radio things because you're, you're just doing such a great job. Uh, you're, really, uh, you're really a personality to be reckoned with. I mean, I could barely focus on the people saying the things, but I did. Some of it did penetrate. And I'll tell you why I had trouble focusing because there was just a knockout uh, of a bartender behind the bar there. And on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being that vodka robot and 1 being a slice of deli ham, she was a 6, which is usually, that's right about my league. That's where I figure I'm right in there at a 6. I'm probably a 5 with a with a handicap, you understand? But uh, uh, people sometimes say that, don't they? Well, I couldn't possibly even talk to them. They're out of my league. But people, I like to think 
to the, at the end of the day, we're all in the same league, aren't we? The human league. <laughs> you see pictures of people as couples, and the happy ones are always the ones that are real mismatched, you know. But you you grow to look like each other over time. That's what happens uh, uh, as as youth slips away. Uh, you become like a POW dog owner and his bulldog. You, you can't tell one from the other. <laughs> Just, that's, that's just what happened. Because what you start washing your clothes together, that's the first step. And then, of course, uh, you may buy clothes for one another. And that, that doesn't help anything. That gets everything just just looking looking exactly alike. But uh, fabric softener is important, ladies and gentlemen. I just got back into that real big time. And I, I got to say, don't forget the fabric softener. That can make a world of difference in your day. What I'm saying is this was a good-looking gal, and she knew her way around the bar, and it turns out we had nothing in common. I had to explain what a podcast uh, was, and I said, well, you know, it's called radio, but it's not, it's not a, it's, it, no, it's not, no, you can't listen to it. Uh, you know, you have to go on to a, you have to get a, you have to get a computer, or you could do it on your, no, you see, I talk to people, well, it's not a talk show, exactly, but yes. Well, I started losing my hair at 19. That's the conversation that we <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, and for some reason, uh, she was uh, uninterested in pursuing it beyond that. But uh, there's a lot of you out there, I know because, uh, my goodness, I get the letters <laughs> from all of you in the electronic mail, and uh, just piles up with all of you who, who have been unlucky in love, and some of you have been, been lucky in the past, but now things have taken a turn for the worst, and uh, many of you are out there uh, on Match.com or on uh, Cupid Arrows or uh, the Christian Singles Who Love to Mingle.com or one of those, and uh, boy, there's one being advertised now for freakish people. <laughs> it's called Badu or something. I don't know if Erica's involved, but whoever's behind that ad campaign should put all their belongings in a box and quietly walk out the fire stairs, because what I think they're a little too honest, ladies and gentlemen. You know I'm all for truth, and I'm all for honesty, especially when it comes to matters of the heart. But in this case, I think you don't want to see... What You should consider the Internet as a place of fantasy and a source where, where dreams can live. That's why I've always looked at it, and you can be anything you want there. If you want to be a unicorn, be a unicorn. That's all right with me. And what they got here, they got normal people on there, and I don't think that's a smart... The thing, what I'm getting at is uh, I did a little experimenting with the online dating back when Ginny and I were enjoying our trial separation before we enjoyed a separation trial. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, words are more fun than experiences, folks. And in my short time uh, using that kind of a service, boy, I met some nice ladies. I really did. Some real nice people who had a lot going on in their lives. I also met some uh, uh, less attractive people who certainly displayed less attractive traits, let us say. And uh, But uh, many of them were nice. But I did learn a few things, and I wanted to pass them on to you because uh, I can see that many of you are struggling with it, and I just want to help you out. So uh, here's number one. Don't tell a full-figured gal she looks just like a burlesque, burlesque dancer. <laughs> All right? So if she, she strips down, things are getting good, and my goodness, they better be good if she's stripping down. And you say, boy, you've got the your body of a burlesque dancer. That's not going to work. You see, it seems like a good picture in your head. It doesn't always translate when you use your mouth. So don't uh, don't go for that one. Number two, if their opening uh, line uh, to you is, you know, I made a profile just to meet you, go ahead and pick up the check, excuse yourself, and go get a burrito. Eh, no no problem there, but uh, that's a little creepy-deepy. Number three, if they blog about 
uh, your date. If you go on there the next day, you say, well, I wonder, how, wonder uh, I know she has a blog. Let me see what happened. And if your whole experience is written out there and uh, there's some uh, several hundred tweets about the experience and maybe there's a picture of your hands uh, on there and use your first name with your real first initial, don't uh, email your desire to discontinue uh, this relationship because that's going to get parsed and put up there. It'll be You're basically publishing it. So uh, call or perhaps uh, meet somewhere in a park and make sure there's no, no recording devices of any kind. And, uh, you know, just uh, just use your words. That'll be fine on that case because that can get a little bit dangerous. Some people, they live online. They like to have their whole life on there. And suddenly you're a status update. That's not a relationship. Now, intimacy on a first date is great, but not after a heavy German meal. That's one that should be obvious. I shouldn't even have to say that, by the way. But a, a nice German meal always uh, uh, is a good, a strong first date, I'd say. Yeah, whether it's East, uh, Eastern German food is, is nice, but uh, you go to some kind of a, a place where they have some schnitzel, uh, you won't be in for a bad time. But just afterwards, don't count on anything happening because you won't be in any state. Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> well... That's the, that's the main, let, let's, let, that's four that you can use right now and put into practice, and I hope that you will. Uh, by all means, update me. Uh, <laughs> that's just some, some of the things that uh, uh, you uh, can use uh, when you're eager to connect in the online world. Speaking of which, can you believe how crappy Craigslist still looks? I mean, they must have absolutely no overhead. It's just... I mean, there's Tumblr accounts about fire hydrants that look like people that are more visually appealing than Craigslist. And no Craig, a peace symbol, clip art graphic. That's not graphic design, you understand. That you got the, you looked, searched for clip art peace sign, made it purple, and just put it in. That's not a, that's not, it's 2012 is what I'm saying. Just give us a drop shadow, you know, something. There's a lot of things, a lot of people that are in need of some work. You can look for them on Craigslist. Put an ad up there for graphic designer needed. Well, of course, soon we'll have touchscreen dating. Maybe that's already here for some of you. I don't know. I uh, Maybe you do it already and just uh, use your finger or something or perhaps another stylus. But uh, they're still using styluses? Styli? That doesn't seem like a good idea to me, using that. I just use your finger. That's fine. That that's what it it's it's a it's a tactile experience that way. Yeah, I have some thoughts on that that I'll uh, think about. But uh, you know, I had a moment the other day. All this technology is moving so fast. I had the uh, the idea the other day it struck me that I might just be at my plateau. I might be uh, just full of my capacity to absorb new technology, uh, which is why the finger makes a lot of sense to me. But you know, I I, I just there's all this new stuff now, and I don't know that I'm going to be able. I love to take it in because I love doing, uh, doing new things and learning new things. I'm always learning. I love being around young people, as you know, uh, not, not in a scary way, but like they, they keep me young, you understand, being with the people that come out to the shows and that kind of thing. Um, and you got your Google Plus, Google Minus. I don't know what's going on there. I, they tell me I got to make circles. It's all sounding a lot like geometry, and it sounds, I don't want to do that again. If I have to start posting Truth. What were those things called? You had to justify why a triangle's a triangle. I don't need to do that. I think we're past that. I think we all accept a triangle's a triangle. Let's not get into the A has to be this. And You understand? You know what I mean. 
geometry scene. It's just, what do you need beyond the basics? I get it. I had a good time, though. I had a good time learning that stuff. That's not true. I didn't. I really, I truly didn't. We had a kind of a, a, a mean old fellow that was the teacher, and he'd, he'd wrap your knuckles with a with a with a ruler, with a wooden ruler. If you didn't get the the, uh, the Pythagorean theorem, theorem right, uh, it's hard for me to say that, <laughs> even as it was. But I mean, what's well, can't we all just? I think the blanket statement at the beginning should have been: we all accept these shapes exist, and that's the way they are. What do I need to get into all that? That's not something I've ever used, I'll be honest with you. If there really are people in high school now wondering what courses to take, just get out of that. Take a study hall. You'll get something out of it. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, one of the things that uh, is baffling to me is just I got a, a new phone from the people over there at the Apple. They sent it over to me and said, we see you're doing some great podcasting. Here's a phone. We want you to try it out. Don't leave it in a bar. So I got this thing, and I'm using it, and they got the, the Siri on there. That's her name. That's the computer lady that lives in there. And, uh, you know, that's that's fine. That's fine. I don't use it a lot, but uh, have you seen? How, how cute are these dim-witted celebrities they have on the television showing you how it works? This on the TV. I'll tell you, it's raining, <laughs> Zoe. Uh, you can look out the window. Yep, the one you're looking at right now. And that's how it works. You see, you say you say to yourself, you don't even need to talk to the phone. Just say to yourself, is it raining? Look out the window. Yes, it is raining. I can see it. That's called an observation. Uh, that's that's important. That's a, Maybe she should have gone to maybe more school or something. You can also push the button on there. There's a button. There's a little app. There's a weather app. You can even just drag your finger down there. You just push the one button, drag it, and you'd see what it is outside. More or less. It's pretty accurate, I got to say. You can do a whole, you can look for the whole whole week. It'll tell you whether it's going to rain tomorrow. It'll be, a, you don't have to, see, she pushes the thing. I'm amazed that, that Siri can understand anything that Zoe uh, says. Because, well, I find her adorable. I do. And by the way, it took every ounce of my being not to say adorbs uh, just then. Uh, I, you know how they have the patches for people trying to kick smoking? They should have a patch that prevents you from using language you pick up on Facebook. Just put it right there on the arm, and you wouldn't have to say things like that. But um, <laughs> so it sounds to me like she's always swallowed Kermit the Frog. No, is it raining outside? You know, she always has a little bit of that tickle. No, I'm a new, I'm a new I got these eyelashes on. I don't do a great uh, deal of celebrity impression, but I think we can all agree that's pretty accurate. Uh, but... I mean, it takes me three or four times to talk to this thing to get her to understand anything. Of course, part of that's because I'm whispering, because I just I find it honestly embarrassing to be asking questions of an inanimate object, especially when I can see that it's raining. I don't, you know, I do want to try uh, uh, Sam Jackson's mother effing gazpacho though. <laughs> that does look good. Hot spacho. That's what he says at the end. That's clever. Anyway, there's lots of things you can do online, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, back in the real world, I recently did see a, a homeless woman, and I and this is a, it's always sad when you see this. And of course, this is these are these have been tough times, and a lot of people are suffering. A lot of people going through tough times uh, in their lives. Maybe not quite as tough as this woman had, but but we're all struggling. And we're all trying to get through. And of course, I hope that this uh, program is a beacon of hope for some of, some of you.
At least those of you who can afford computers and phones. Oh, my goodness. Uh, really, uh, uh, anyhow, I saw this woman, and uh, this is, I mean, it's terribly sad, terribly sad. I don't mean to make light of it. But I, I, I looked there, and I don't know for a fact that she was homeless, but you kind of get a, a, a sense about this. You get a kind of homeless radar when you live in New York. And uh, I could not tell, in all honesty, ladies and gentlemen, whether she was wearing boots or if those were her feet. Now, that's pretty bad when it gets that. When you can't tell if you're seeing human flesh or shoe leather, that's pretty bad. Now, if I woke up and was uncertain as to whether I had slept in my shoes, I'd, I'd, probably just, I'd just take a cloth to them. That's it. It's just uh, nothing fancy. I realize this person may not have means, but maybe I'd duck into a sparrows and grab a napkin and maybe a free cup of water. Just wipe them a bit. That's all just to make sure that those are actually my feet, you see. Sparrow has some great pizza, by the way. I think they used to be better, but... Uh, We'll have to go over to one and check it out soon and see how they're doing. I haven't been to one. Boy, it's been years since they had a little outpost in a mall I used to go to. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that you duck in there and have a slice and you felt like, well, okay, that's pretty good. Of course, there's probably better pizzas. In that part of the country, uh, there weren't many options. And they were there. And that's what you got especially if you were at the mall or something as a youngster. But uh, uh, we're burdened in this city, though, folks, aren't we? we got lots of great restaurants to choose from and uh, good things to eat. Now, that may sound a little callous, talking about a less fortunate person and then segueing right into a conversation about great food options, but here's what it is. I report on my experiences, the things that I'm seeing out there, ladies and gentlemen, and that's what New York is like. One minute you're thinking, what's that smell? And the next, oh, I haven't tried deep-fried pizza yet. So uh, I have tried that deep-fried pizza, and it's delicious. Uh, much better than Sparrow, by the way, though maybe if they started frying their pizza, that'd be a, a ticket a ticket out there. In Pittsburgh, they put the French fries on the pizza because that's what they do. They put French fries on everything, and then everybody's supposed to say, my goodness, get to Pittsburgh, try the French fries. So uh, anyhow, by the way, this is this uh, a letter I recently received. said, by the way, Dale, what happened to this all this Ray Cohen talk? You kept mentioning this person was going to be on the show, and she wasn't on there. Well, I want to address it. That's just showbiz, folks. That's what happens now. Ray uh, Burnhamoff, that's how she's known now. She, she nicks the Cohen part because uh, I guess her husband got to her and said, boy, you you know, you better get with the program. Anyway, her husband uh, and she are in the middle of opening a fine new, a new establishment, a new sandwich place, Mylan Sandwich, right there in Nolita on Bond Street. Go over there, have have a sandwich. It's a nice place. And, uh, and the timing just uh, didn't work out for her to be on this show, and that's... Uh, that's what I'm going to believe. Uh, now, I'm sorry if you had uh, stocked up on smoked meats in anticipation of the event. I know I uh, am uh, still looking at a freezer uh, full of pastrami. But, uh, you know, I really do try and have things uh, locked in and ready to go before I announce it or say one word about it on the broadcast. But not everyone, especially those in the food industry, have the kind of flexibility uh, that a, a podcast has. So we live and learn and we keep things under wraps till we know for sure. But uh, Ginny said something similar to me on my wedding night. <laughs> um, our wedding night. I always said my wedding night is part of the problem. I recently went out, speaking of food, and uh, that's what we're doing here because that's what's on my mind. I recently went out for dim sum. Some of you may have gone out and done the same. You enjoy that, ladies and gentlemen? Tiny pouches of shrimp flavored goo. Deep-fried pink meat and sesame balls of rice, gluten and bean paste. <laughs> These are delicacies of a culture. Folks, duck tongue, chicken feet. But, uh, boy, the pork buns, they certainly were delicious. And uh, 
you know, is is all over China, uh, 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 like Chinatown. Is that's the idea, right? That these are are, are they're like a brainiac's collection of miniature worlds, exactly tiny simulacra of uh, uh, a life in a distant land. That's what Chinatowns are. Well, by that logic, I gather that China has a lot of jackhammering, <laughs> one-way streets, and overpriced parking lots. <laughs> If that, if you're just basing it on Chinatown, that's the way it must be very crowded there. But uh, as much as I like uh, a pork fried rice, I don't like spitting, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I might be okay just crossing uh, crossing in to, to grab a banh mi sandwich or have some pants altered. But uh, I don't know that I ever need to go to the real deal. It's, 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 that's what it's like, a microcosm, if you were. Is there a lot of hemming? People hemming their pants in China? I imagine so. I imagine so. They certainly have the uh, the knack for it, and uh, I guess given the relative height of everybody, they must get the pants from over here and say, "Well, what am I going to do with this size? You know, thirty-two inseam. That's way too high." I know there's generalization here, but uh, you know, I'm just going on what I what I know from Chinatown. But it's just I'm, I'm impressed. There's a lot of tailors, and sometimes you don't you don't think about that. I'm sure all cultures have great tailors. Sometimes you find yourself digging a hole. Anyway, <laughs> for more on uh, my musings on foreign countries, be sure and pick up my next audiobook created in collaboration with Lonely Drunk Planet, <laughs> where I ramble on in half-truths and ignorant assumptions. $40 on Amazon.com or Ex Libris, because that business is rare. <laughs> That's the tagline there. And, uh, well, are you getting excited about The Bachelorette, ladies and gentlemen? Speaking of tiny shrimp pouches, a new season is coming. A new lady, although she's one of the old ones, I think she's one of the one of the ones that got rejected, and uh, she made it maybe up to the last minute and then got kicked out of there. I'm not so sure about this one. I'll tell you that. Or maybe she even got picked and then they had to walk away. I don't remember what happens. I've, I get so much going on in my life, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, boy, new newly divorced Chris Harrison is going to be in the hosting chair, so it's going to be exciting to see what scandal erupts from him making passes at crew members. But, uh, boy, I hope he uh, he should be the next Bachelor. That's probably what this is all setting up to be. Well, uh, I'm excited it's back, and uh, rest assured I'll be tweeting the season premiere there. I think that's coming up soon, and, of course, Mother's Day also around the corner. You just know these bachelorette gals are going to grow into be great moms, don't you? Just, uh, <laughs> you can just see it. They're already so good at making decisions. Uh, the first one be being a contestant on that show. Well, how about a special Dale Radio shout out to all the great mothers out there. Wouldn't that just warm your cockles, ladies and gentlemen? Doing what they do, raising great kids. Some of them have become friendly with me now. Uh, in their adulthood, and I know it, and I've I've met some of their parents, and you can see the weariness on their <laughs> on their faces. The hair once raven colored and uh, lustrous, uh, reduced to a shaggy gray, but uh, it's all worth it because of these kids that grow up to 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 be such uh, productive members of society, doing what they do, releasing albums and uh, playing in comedy groups and. Uh, <laughs> Handing out flyers. Well, it's a lot of good people. But uh, uh, listen, somebody who has retained her beauty, I want to say a special hello to a listener in Westchester. Uh, that's two words. Pennsylvania. 
uh, a gal by the name of uh, Rene Fitzgerald. Uh, she seems like a great gal. Uh, she's written to the show many, many times, and always with kind words and helpful advice, and sometimes with supplements uh, that I can take. She sent me a jar once of uh, 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 a special oil, a special scented oil uh, from some kind of a Mexican sage bush or something. And uh, I tell you, it cured those sniffles right up. It really did. And uh, so, so Rini, uh, we're thinking of you, and we're wishing you the very best. Uh, uh, I know you, uh, you're just a, a dear friend of the program. So uh, we, we, we wish you very well and a happy Mother's Day. Uh, uh, gay marriage, well, there you go too, huh? All right, that's what they're saying. So that's how you evolve, you know what I'm saying? You reach a decision, I'm all for it. <laughs> I can say everybody should be just as miserable as anybody else, so go at it. Have your fun, ladies and gentlemen, but truly, our ladies and ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen, <laughs> that's fine with me. And, uh, you know, I think it'd be fine if what Rick Santorum warned about comes true. If you've got guys marrying horses and whatnot, okay. I mean, just let it be. What, what, what business is it of yours? I bet there's people already that are marrying their pets. Some of the relationships I see with ladies and their dogs at the office. I'd have to, I'd have to wonder already. Sometimes they're dear friends and you get some benefits out of it. Well, well, there you go. I'm in no way equating the two. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm enthusiastic about uh, getting together, making a life out of it. So, uh, uh, you know, I realize not everybody shares that opinion. Well, in time, history moves forward. And I move forward. And uh, uh, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to have another show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so excited about it. We're going to do another live show over there at uh, Film Biz Recycling. My goodness, what a fun place it is to do a show there. And so many people came out the last time. We're building an enthusiasm and excitement with each episode, with each live show that we do. Uh, uh, the last one was, was uh, terrific. And uh, I know this next one's going to be a real doozy. We got uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, Peter Glantz, is going to come on down from his uh, home base up there, his starship up in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, a uh, little roadie. Uh, uh, Peter uh, runs a great uh, theater company, and he does all kinds of music videos, and he's just one of these visionary artists that you like to sit down with and say, what the heck? <laughs> so he's going to be down here. Excuse me, I'm pairing the podcast uh, this afternoon uh, with a, 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 a smoky tarry tea, as is my preference. Uh, folks, I'm trying to go off the hooch for the month until we get to our next show, just in an effort to, to slim down. I tell you, I've had that suit for a while, and it's a little tight the last time I put it on, so I'm doing what I can uh, to, to, to be healthy. Uh, my, I've told, I told my niece Katrina, I said, whatever happens, I don't want to be at baby Pepsi's graduation in a scooter. I want to, cause I don't want to have to put the people out. They got to put ramps down. I got to go through a special door. I got to get there early. I don't want to have to do anything like that. So, um, I'm going to try and slim down a little bit, go on some walks, uh, eat, eat fewer veal parmesan sandwiches at lunch and, uh, just, uh, have a, have a, have a healthy lifestyle. So that's why you get tea when I'm doing the podcast, and well, we'll see its effect on the show. And then also uh, joining me uh, on the next uh, next one will be Lauren Sharp, a terrific gal. She seems really hilarious. I've not had the pleasure of meeting her yet, but I look forward to it as we sit down in the chairs. Uh, she's a member of the New York Neo-Futurist, which has just been doing a terrific 
program for years and years and years, one of the longest running things. Uh, just one of the longest running things. <laughs> I think I'll leave it at that. But that tells you a lot about it. Uh, but we're going to sit down, and she's a, she's a star of the uh, stage and screen, and uh, we'll see how she made it and get a little bit more information. And then, of course, uh, here's a, a, a little mu a musical treat. Steve O'Reilly's going to join us. on. He's going to bring his axe down and play a little bit. Uh, uh, he, of course, composed a theme song for Dale Radio, and we had a nice interview not too long ago. And so he's going to come in and just uh, play a little bit, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But he'll be there, so so come on down. It's Thursday, May 24th at uh, 8 p.m. Doors open at 7.30. A beer courtesy of uh, Brooklyn Brewery, our great beer sponsor there, and that's at Film Biz Recycling, 540 President Street between 3rd and 4th Avenues, right there on the Gowanus. So uh, come on out. It's a free show, and we'd love to see you there. You get to sit in some pretty fun chairs. Uh, <laughs> so, well... Uh, till next time, I'll be moving my whiskey bottles to higher ground in the advent that we get a Goana Super Surge. Now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Oh my goodness, a lot of people came together to make this season possible, and my thanks go out to all of them, including the folks behind a season four take on a theme song originally composed by Steve O'Reilly at Engine Sound. This version is arranged by Lisa Mezzacappa and John Finkbeiner, performed by Lisa Mezzacappa and V.J. Anderson, recorded, mixed, and mastered by John Finkbeiner at New Improved Recording in Oakland, California. Thanks also to the following generous, good-looking, and fun-at-parties friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Bears, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot of beer. Thank you. This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager-Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Meggett, George Nocktree, Peter Nocktree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skagg, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Yeh, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much.